Hi, you guys. This is Richard Sachs. I'm your host on Lost Arts Radio. Welcome if you're new and welcome back if you're already familiar with our show. We have a procession of incredible people as guests on the show. And it's one of the big perks that Doug and I have is to meet these great people. And many of them come uh, through that forbidden channel of Alex Jones's shows. And I take a chance by even mentioning his name because we could disappear for that. But um, that's just what happens. And right now there are so many great people trying to express their messages through that as far as I know, one of the largest open channels that you can still talk on. And other than, I mean, and still tell the truth about things. So what I hope with some of Alex's best people is that they might be willing to come on here and get into a little bit more depth. One of the ones I was super impressed with recently was a man named Maj Ture, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And uh, I just thought, wow, this person is clear and sharp and brilliant and aware of a lot of things and uh, on many levels at once, historically knowledgeable, and uh, but mainly the understanding and the character because if you have brilliance and you know all these historical things and you you know you have a really high IQ and all this, but you don't have a character and which boils down to caring for yourself and other people, then the knowledge gets misused in the end. And people like Madge are doing the opposite. So uh, he's also got an organization that he started, and I'll shut up in a minute so we can talk because we don't have a lot of time, um, called Black Guns Matter. And, you know, it refers to one of the God-given rights acknowledged in the Constitution. And Madge understands completely that the Constitution is not what grants any rights. They're all inalienable rights from God. And I would say you're born with them, but some of them you have before you're born as well. And just by the fact of your existence. Um, and I totally agree that, you know, we're being trained by the media right now who wants to do some unpleasant things to us, that guns are dangerous. They make everybody go crazy. They're the reason for violence. They end up killing everybody. And we'd be totally safe and peaceful if everybody except the government and the criminals were disarmed. Mm. And that's not exactly accurate. So um, we'll pack in as much as we can. And if we're lucky, Madge will come back again. So welcome, Madge. And thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's good, you know, uh, it's good to be seen. Some people aren't right now. Yeah. Wow. You're just, it's the only way to not see somebody like you is to be blind, (laughs) which unfortunately is the common condition. Mm. So you know, we have like 30 minutes or less, so it's a choice of what to go into, and I'll mention a couple of things. Just what I've heard from your videos and what I heard you talking about on Alex's show, and um, then we'll go where you think is most important. Um, one of the things happening that's important and possibly with messages for what's coming to the U.S. in certain possibilities is what's going on in South Africa. And you had a brilliant guest on that you were talking about that with uh, a few days ago. And we can look at that. The whole idea of guns, uh, what the why the founders put in the Second Amendment. And, of course, that doesn't go far enough because that only... You know, the Second Amendment doesn't guarantee rights. It just says the federal government can't make laws against that particular right. Right. It doesn't constrict the states or, you know, corporate restriction, which we're seeing happen a lot in respect to the pandemic. Uh, We have other things to deal with with that. So we could go there. We could also go into what you have planned. And we definitely want to have time for what what you want to see happen. What's your goal? What What do you care about? Um, so let's let's start there on what I care about. Currently, I care. I'm caring more and more about um, individual accountability and sovereignty. Uh, learning how to grow food mm-hmm. better, you know, um, kind of being off grid a little bit. Right. Um, survival. Um, I've been studying. You know, like a, a lot of my friends are military guys, special forces guys, and things of that nature, but. Mm-hmm. Their their survival classes and the things that it takes to survive in adverse conditions. I'm, I, I care about that more lately. Right. Here, right? Um, I care a lot more about getting back to the earth. Um, and I say that in the most. I know it might sound a little cheesy or like you know, whatever. But I think that's like the reality. It's always going to come down to you know, in this physical thing that we're in. Yeah. 
it's going to come down to, you know, germs and steel for lack of, you know, for lack yeah. of a term. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm caring more about now. Um, and just gathering people that's kind of like on the, on, on the level or that's on the same frequency, same wavelength mm-hmm. and building something with them, um, leaving, you know, breadcrumbs and information and making ourselves available to people that want to access different levels of information. Absolutely. But right now, man, as, as things are being ramped up by the opposition, I think it's very important. And the thing that I, I'm caring about more is making sure we in position for the opposition, um, whether that's, you know, spiritual understanding, health and wellness, whether that's growing food, whether that's carpentry, electrician, just the ability to tap into your inner God to yeah. manifest, to create, to, you know, um, I, ca- I carry a firearm, you know, around all of the time. Um and that's the power of protecting life, and that's the power of death. But the, the power of creation, the power of, like, legit saying, I'm going to take this thing and expand it into something else that you can create sustenance, food, clothing, and shelter from. Um, I got the defense part down. Now we need to generate. And so that's kind of what I'm caring about more here recently. That's beautiful. I think that's the basis of probably a month worth of shows, at least. Mm-hmm. So. Um, just taking the highlights of that. First of all, for pe- you know, I like to talk to people that have no idea what we're talking about, not just the ones that we're making feel supported and confirmed. But people who just stumble into the show and say, what? I thought guns is what we're trying to get rid of to be safe because we got all this gun violence going on. And what it does is it makes people insane and they go kill everybody. Yeah. yeah. So, what you know, to the ones that we can reach, what would you say? Um. So one, to the, I had I actually had a, a similar conversation on our YouTube channel um, today. George Floyd, you know, was killed, <clears throat> and wherever people land on George Floyd, um, they made a mural of him. And right. we we aren't saying that a person is to be deified. He's a person that something happened and it spoke to something that a lot of people mm-hmm. with media pushed as well. Some some media exploited that. But there was a mural. The mural was struck by lightning. And a lot of our conservative brothers and sisters were like making a joke about it. See, God didn't want that. So forth and so on. Mm-hmm. Now, one, to presume to know, unless you identify as your own Gomer Oz and the bar, your own self, God and divining force to speak for an external being that you've never met and don't have com- direct communicate com- communication with right now is a bit presumptive or presumptuous. Um, but in doing so, there are people that that left media makes people that seem right of center or center, you know, or further right of center. Left media makes those people look racist for us to make fun of George Floyd's mural and the form of, oh, God wanted it to happen packages and makes it easier for leftist media to portray people that identify as conservative or more right of center as racist, whether mm-hmm. you are or not. Right. And the pushback was, well, those those people in that media, we're not we're not trying to get they're not interested anyway. Well, I'm not talking about the media. I'm talking about the people that actually are paying attention that haven't that that we may be able to persuade to understand a different perspective. Mm. So you're not talking to the person that's made the decision that you're the enemy. You're talking to the people that haven't landed there yet. They don't know or They're influenced by left media, but they're at least open to a different perspective. The way to do that is the three steps that we utilize as solutionaries. One, first step is always empathy. Whether I know you're right or wrong, I can know that you're wrong. I can know the answer. I know that you don't know the answer. I'm still going to lead you with empathy. One, because empathy at least allows the opportunity for that person to see that you kind of care, that you kind of give a darn about anything, any perspective that they have. After we've established that rapport through via empathy, then we get to facts. Okay, now let's talk about the facts of the matter. If you go to facts first, facts are cold, can be cold. You haven't stretched the muscle of with empathy. You said cold, you're going into it cold. <laughs> facts are facts, they're cold. But the empathy is the feeling that, hey, this person cares. Second is facts. Then after we've established that rapport of empathy and established the facts and we haven't triggered any defense mechanisms in that person because they recognize that, okay, this person kind of cares. And this person is not just 
uh, repeating statements that are not factual. They gave me the facts. Then we can come up with the third step, which is the solution together. That is the way to it's, a, it's almost like, you know, an undefeated, uh, uh, undefeatable way of translating information or perspective to a person that's kind of on the fence or even if they're on the other side of the fence to you. If I lead with empathy and we, you don't even allow me to start, get into the conversation, conversation about facts, at least you recognize that well, that guy's approach was kind of cool. He didn't come off like a jerk. I'm, I'm still where I am because we didn't have a conversation about facts. But eh. now if I get you to empathy and then facts, that person still has the freedom to say, eh, I don't want to listen to those facts. Um, we're not having an adversarial conversation but I just choose to believe in my narrative more than the facts presented. And there's, that's their freedom to do so. Mm-hmm. If you get to a solution together with that person, that person tends to come to you more for a different perspective about different things. So the way to approach people of all types and where they cut off will tell you the level of where they are. If they're super open, they'll walk with you for, through empathy, facts and solutions. If they're kind of open, you might get to facts, a conversation with facts with them. If they're not open at all, you'll just be able to share a little bit of empathy and let that seed be in their brain and you move on. Right. That approach is a pyramid. The pyramid is the strongest shape, so they say, you know, of all. Wide base. It elevates. It's it's solid. It's sturdy. Mm Mm-hmm. That approach is what our brothers and sisters that identify as conservatives in that scenario with making fun of George Floyd's lightning, the mural getting struck by lightning. One, you make you make yourself open to the left's portrayal of you, whether it's accurate or not. Two, you don't extend and expand this value system that you say is very important into the areas or with the people that that media has a mental control over. You don't expand into, you don't take that opportunity to expand. And you actually just create more polarization and division. America, the human race, does not need that at this point in time. Right. Um, that approach works. The problem is some people are not interested in an actual, you know, like a win, like a moral or spiritual or um, actual victory. They're interested in, it's me versus you. We just want to consistently go back and forth. And some people in positions of leadership won't apply this because they have a vested interest financially from um, addressing things from, from, from such a uh, polarized perspective. That is not what my interest is. That is not what moves um, humanity or helps us evolve in a different direction. You know, I got a bunch of these guns around. Guns are cool. I got one here. You know what I'm saying? I have one here. You know, like guns are awesome. Cool. For protection and provision. No doubt. Mm-hmm. I believe that the human condition to evolve can evolve to a point where these aren't actually necessary. I don't think we're there right now. Right. But I believe that, you know, the ancient comedic people or some of the listeners may know them as Egyptian. They wasn't walking around with guns, but they were able to build these structures the, the top of Khufu's pyramid and the Giza pyramid strip is the exact center of the planet Earth. So they did that without firearms in that regard. They did that with a, a, a power that was beyond what we currently are exhibiting today. Yeah. So I believe that the human condition can get to that point. I also believe that there's people that don't want it to get to that point. Mm-hmm. But having that uh, appreciation and empathy for where we are and where we could be or where we have been, is what drives me and others to continue to move forward. But that's why I lead with that perspective for those that are open to hearing it that way. So that's, you know, in a roundabout way of explaining how we can actually um, engage people that um, we want to share a perspective with that may be open, that may be totally closed, or maybe, you know, somewhere in the middle. And that's been very effective for us, not even just as a solutionary, but in our work at Black Guns Matter as well, about something as, serious and concrete as firearms and self-defense. So people need to understand as far as firearms go, that if the population is disarmed in the current world situation with the consciousness and frequency we're at now, they're subject to some bad things happening to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. There, there are entities, energies, people, beings, whichever insert, whatever way you want to describe them as that, you know, they're not interested in freedom and liberty and expansion of this human experiment. 
Right. They're interested in the destruction of it, or at least on the you know my, minute level, the complete domination of it for their own interests. Mm-hmm. Um, guns, stop that. You know, you can't you can't get me to do anything if I'm armed that I don't want to do. Right. Um, and if we if they can collectively convince people to, hey, man, guns are bad. Only the state should have them. Yeah. So it's an amazing win for them. And obviously we know that that's false. Every time there's been, a, you know, a scenario where massive amounts of unarming the people has existed not long after it, there has been massacres, whether we're talking about Mao, whether we're talking about whatever, the Mafia, the transatlantic slave trade, whatever. And, you know, if you want to talk about the Jewish Holocaust, if you want to talk about, uh, you know, the uh, what is it called? The, the massacre at Wounded Knee. Mm-hmm. Every time there's a, hey, give us the guns, not long after that, maybe immediately, but not long after that, right. you know, a lot of people are murdered. The framers of this place called America with their contradictions knew that and they wrote it, they codified it in the framing documents to this place. And it's also smart over time for the people that are in positions that do want dominance instead of freedom to make people not understand that concept, to make people recognize or make it look like those guys were absolutely totally wrong in everything, even though they did some wrong things, they got a lot of things right. And I don't don't want to say that to gloss over. Owning humans is not like something gloss over worthy. Um, But at the same time, it's like two things can be true at once. They'll package these people this way to make the people now feel as if having a firearm, they didn't mean that for you to not recognize the power of what was written. What was written was beings have a human fundamental natural right to defend their life in this physical body with whatever means possible and whatever arms possible up into and including firearms. Right. That does not disqualify oh well back then black people were captive okay mm-hmm. that's cool but that was then and yeah. i don't care because what was called codified was you have a fundamental right to defend your life if we want to evolve to that point i have to be here physically and not be dominated in order to do so right. and the safest and most responsible and powerful way to do that is to be armed to not depend upon the state for your existence Um, And to have the means to put your potential government, this very limited government concept, to put even that limited government in time out. And you do that with, you know, having the means to defend your value system. Right, right. I completely agree with all of that. And, you know, so many important things that you brought up that go with that, um, including your connection to nature. Mm. Wanting to get, I mean, you're talking about the life support system of the planet. Right. And like everything else, it's being presented in a twisted and, and corrupted way right now that because you're worried about, inv- you know, for example, climate change, which in my opinion is completely fabricated mm. other than the geoengineering that's going on, which is trying to cause it and is successfully doing that to some extent. That's the plain spraying toxic metal said mm. I worked on it with a one of the main scientists who was researching that and we've got video evidence of them causing floods and droughts and Mm. all kinds of interesting things as well as poisoning the whole place but other than that uh climate change is just being used for subjugation you know Mm. as a reason to give up your rights and people are falling for that um but the real environmental situation is that we're getting removed from nature, like you say, and right. people don't know about growing food anymore. They think it grows up in a can and, yeah. you know, they don't know the effect on the physical body of eating different kinds of food. Right. One of the things that impressed me about you, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that you have a lot of awareness of um, taking care of your body and why that's essential. Right. You know, working out, eating good food, things like that. Uh, and I, um, so there's a balance I was a raw foodist and a vegetarian for years. Wow. Well, I, I, was, I was a vegetarian for years, but I, I tried raw foodist for about six months. And some of the things, there's a great book by Dr. Laila Africa called um, African Holistic Health. It's, it's over 30 years old. It's a great book. He passed okay. maybe a year or so ago. Transitioned. Um, African Holistic that, Health. Yeah, African Holistic Health by Dr. Laila Africa. L-L-A-I-L-A Africa with a K, actually. A-F-I-R-A-F-R-I-K-A. 
Okay. And in this book, he speaks about so many of these things. And, uh, you know, I try, he also wrote another book called Nutricide, which is like the nutritional genocide of a race. There was also a movie called that, a video really? by a doctor. Yeah. It's probably, it's probably a documentary on his work. If I, if I, I haven't seen it, but I, I, would, I would bet money if I had to bet. Okay. Um, when I started reading these books, and I, you know, I met him before he passed or transitioned, I would try some of these things. And some of the things he said in the book, I was like, there's no way. You know, and not to sound too gross, but like when you eat healthy, like literally your waste doesn't stink. I know like that. It takes, you know what I mean? I know that from experience. Right. And I'm just like, bruh, my, my, my sleeping, this, is good. this might sound spooky to some people, but your, your viewers, may, it may not spook them out. When I slept, when I had dreams, uh-huh. they, didn't, they didn't feel like dreams. It was, yeah. it was like communication, to, for lack of a better term. Yeah, exactly. And, and knowing that, this is, and right now I'm not really walking that path the same way. Right. Right. Um, however, and knowing that when I eat certain food, I'm like, yeah, this is this is sustenance to like keep you going. But this this is food stuff. This isn't actually food. Right. Um, and when you're in a war, so again, going back to some of my special forces guy, your dietary restrictions in the middle of a war. Sometimes um, you won't have any dietary restrictions when you're talking about survival. Yeah, you don't have choices. Right. Um, and so to create, to utilize America for the thing that it actually is, which is, or the earth, is, yo, food, clothing, and shelter. And let's slow up for a bit and let's start not only working out and getting your cardio up and drinking plenty of water and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Your diet also isn't just what you eat. It's what you consume. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so these things are a holistic part of being a solutionary. Um, now we don't judge people for being where they currently are and saying, Hey, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. Cool. That's freedom too. Sure. But, but I think that when we start having a revolution of in, in politics, a revolution of our mind and a revolution of our body, then we starting to get real full circle. Cause some of the things and your ability to manifest your ability to um, self regenerate, all of these things are things right. that I've had lived experience in, and I think it's a critical component. So, and having some financial success and some friends that can help out, right. yo, let's just buy, you know, let's get 20, 30 acres. Let's just grow some food exactly. and let's try that for a year. You know what I mean? To see how we grow. This should it's be happening, happening everywhere. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. It's just, we have a lot to talk about it and not much time in this yeah. episode, but um, I relate to what you're talking about. I, I've been, when you were eating raw food, was that raw vegan or otherwise? Raw vegan. It was, it was literally just grab. And now some, some, some things I lightly blanched or steamed, right? Yeah. It's like collard greens are very dense. They are. Yeah. So I would like lightly steam, like blanch that a little bit, just maybe a touch of sea salt, but nothing or pink Himalayan salt or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So the reason I ask you is that, I went through the same progression that started fooling around with vegetarianism in 1970 and then went through all these other stages after that. And I was vegan for a while and then raw vegan for quite a while. And mm-hmm. what I found with raw vegan is that I became emaciated. I lost all my muscle mass. You know, I, I didn't have energy. I didn't have, you know, impulse to do things and i was cold it 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 was clearly missing something and on a theoretical basis you know maybe one piece of fruit a week would be great but in the real world as it exists right now in the current energy um you have to be able to function in a way that has power and physical as well as these other levels and you're aware of frequency and all these other things that are part of it but um i got so much benefit out of raw food I didn't want to drop it, mm-hmm. but I had this dilemma, you know, I, I'm just weak and I, I don't have any energy and I'm cold and my brain is functioning slowly and, it, and this is not good, but my body got real clean and I wasn't susceptible to getting diseases or I could be around sick people who would never affect me. And that was valuable. And the other things that you mentioned, so, but I had to solve that. And I, at that point, and I really wish we had more time, but at at that point, I, I was already into not wanting to harm animals mm. because um, 
you know, we categorize animals to take away the empathy so we can kill them without worrying about it. Right. And in, in reality, there's not a lot of difference between your pet dog and a cow. Right. It's just one of them. You say, well, that's food. And humans have the choice, but you have to shut down empathy, which you already talked about, in order to kill the animal and eat its body. And I I wanted the benefit, but, and I'll shut up in a second here, but I want to reach a conclusion. Um, I wanted the benefit, and I was starting to realize, you know, I think I need cholesterol and saturated fat. And the solid part of the brain is like 90% cholesterol. The nerve sheaths are made out of cholesterol. There's all these uses in the body. The reason it was demonized by the medical system, which is totally corrupt on purpose, is because it's essential. Mm. I said, how can I do that? I can't find it in the plant kingdom. I don't want anything that's not live and fresh. And I ended up committing uh, heresy, according to the raw vegan community. And I said, what about doing what Jesus and others are recorded as doing a long time ago, using organic raw milk mm. from animals that are treated like pets and it doesn't hurt them at all. And animals don't mess up the CO2 of the atmosphere or anything. They're mm. part of the balance. And so uh, I tried that, and I, my reasoning was, yeah, I'd probably have what they call lactose intolerance for the first few months because you need the enzyme to break down the, what's in the milk or otherwise it gives you congestion and all that. But if it builds up in your gut and you go through the transition, then in the end it's fine, and that's what happened. Mm. And that got rid of the deficiencies. I gained back 30 pounds of muscle mass, all my mm. body heat, all the energy I needed, and I haven't had any desire to go back to cook food, and that was more than 10 years ago. Mm. So See, these are the things... The iceberg these, here. These are the things that the general public doesn't associate with revolution. And I say revolution. I know, I know. know. You know what I mean? In the sense of like, hey, let's change a bunch of stuff. Um, But, you know, if if your belly's not the best, you know, you you could work to get it a little bit better, you know. Um, I used to kill cows. Um, I worked, uh, you know, I worked at like a farm. Yeah, yeah. My job was to hit the cows in the head with the sledgehammer. Right. You know what I mean? And I kept getting sick because that place is like, it's a lot of death and carcasses. carcasses. Yeah. Now they use like this little like air thing that like shoots them in the head. But nonetheless, um, I just saw, and that's when I made that transition, but then studying and then you got to put all of these things together. There's a reason why Bill Gates is like supposedly like the largest farmland owner in America now. Now recently, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why you know, they're, they've concentrated us in cities and made it, hey, eat this trash. You know, oh, that, yeah. is not, that is not um, separate. And we got to start remembering that it's a lot of unified things. These things are not separate from um, other things, political. Like if I, if I can grow my own food, right. I save a lot of money in feeding back into a, a corrupt portion of the system. And and part of what we need to talk about at some point, if you are ever available to come back, is the whole issue of economics. Yes. Because right now, that's been used for a long time as a great control tool to keep the population enslaved, basically, which they still are. All of us still are. Not necessarily just racially, although they love to you know, focus on, on killing the black people. That was their origin of Planned Parenthood and all that. Now they're switching over and enjoying demonizing the white people. And the main thing is just you got to hate each other based on what color your costume is. Whatever side is, is irrelevant. But the enslavement now is becoming universal. Yeah. And, and one of the tools to do that is economics. And the central banks are a major tool in, in corrupting that whole system. Right now, stealing the value of the money. And you mentioned in the discussion with the guy from South Africa that you understood taking away the value of the money through hyperinflation. Mm-hmm. And that's happening right now. And the purpose of it is to move us all into dependence right. on gov- government handouts, which will be conditional on your obedience to everything. Correct. And so yeah, these these things, man, and I, and they put them in movies, movies, just because, you know, every symbol is you might think it decoration because you don't speak the language of the symbol. Right. Movies are like that to me. It's we told you you took it as entertainment karmically. Yeah. 
we kind of had to tell you that we were going to do these things or attempt to do these it's things. It's part of their belief system and the sacrifice right. they're doing. Right. And so we kind of told you, karmically, we're good. You took it as an attainment. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we can also desensitize you as we try to attempt to transition you into this thought process. Right. The, the urban America where the bulk of our work is, is open to this conversation. There's, there's, there's too much access to information for people to not be. It's, it's, it's there. Right. The approach and how the messenger, the message, obviously, and the approach of the messenger with that message are all critically relevant. The reason why I say urban America is because, again, it's large pockets of population. Right. Where the people, where, where that, that, that social currency, that, that, that human connection that's how we have to approach it. We approach it from that way and share with people that as well as, hey, like we said, empathy, then get to the facts of the matter. Now we get to the solution. Those solutions can take the form of, hey, man, just grow some potatoes on your roof. Hey, man, I'm going to grow some corn on my, in my backyard. We can hey, trade. Man, such as that we can trade. We can, we can get past. We can, we can handle this food part yeah. relatively easily. We can handle this shelter part with making some different decisions on our economics in regards to where we're allocating our resources and, and, right. and funds. Right. And we can start working together collectively with people that want to. Hey, we're going to pay for your house first. We're going to pay for your house second. We're going to pay for your house third. Right. Then we can start actually gaining some of our freedoms and liberties. back. This is where I agree with you on what you call the hybrid economy model. Uh, it's, it's kind of like socialism, but it's radically different than that because you're not forced. You right. know, voluntary charity is different than government charity on your behalf. You know, right. taking what you just got together and giving it to somebody else who doesn't want to do anything. Right. And, and with total freedom comes, if it's done with good consciousness, prosperity, and mutual respect. And it gets back to who we are, not just the connection to nature, but our, our essence. Right. So because we've got something we have to do before you have to go, uh, what I want to make sure we don't leave out of this section is what you want people to be aware of. Now, you've got an event coming up, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And you also have some things that need to be supported financially. Yes. And I want you to mention those. Um, the Solutionary Summit. I want everyone invite. Get a ticket, man. It's in Miami in September the 3rd through the 5th. Um, there's different tiers of tickets that you can get. We will have some of those special forces guide there for some of the VIP ticket holders. Um, that's in Miami. We Go to solutionarylifestyle.org um, and just check it out. See some of the speakers. We'll be putting out the, the, the main promotional uh, video this week. Just a bunch of people from different political backgrounds talking about economics, health, firearms, um, preserving life, just solutions um, from different political spheres, libertarian, Democrat, independent, Republican, whatever, conservative. We, you know, we want everybody to come to that. If you're a business that wants to be represented, email us, solutionarylifestyle at gmail.com. Support that. Our work with Black Guns Matter, we have raised and given away for over $429,000 over the last few years to keep these classes free to all. Basic firearm safety, conflict resolution, and de-escalation is necessary, especially in urban demographics. Right. Um, if you want to support that, make a donation. We're trying to get, in the next week or so, get 800 people to donate 25 bucks. That's not, that's not a whole bunch of money, but collectively, voluntarily, we're doing the right thing. It's like conscious capitalism, conscious free market capitalism. Right. Um, so support that. Um, that's GoFundMe.com forward slash Black Guns Matter. Um, YouTube.com forward slash Black Guns Matter. YouTube.com forward slash Maj Touray. And lastly, um, get some merch, man. You know, BlackGunsMatterShop.com. You know, talk about freedom. Let, let, let your, the things that you wear start a, a respectful conversation and a civil, you know, dialogue, um, you know, and that's that. But all of these things are, will be available um, on solutionarylifestyle.org. But we really want everybody to come out September the 3rd through the 5th um, to the Solutionary Summit. So you can see if you're one of the people that feel like the things that we're discussing right now is it just resonates with you. And you may not have a bunch of information, but you know something, this feels good. Mm-hmm. And some of the things you have questions about come build with like minds. It's not just you. It's not just, 
I'm alone in this thought process. You know, you're, you're coming out of that matrix. Link up with other people that understand that and are willing to um, share information and be from an empathetic, you know, fact-based and solution, solutionary uh, perspective. Right. And for people that wonder about it because of the name Black Guns Matter, you don't necessarily have to be black to come to the event. Right, right. No, just come. Just show up. Black guns. Guns. Yeah, a lot of excellent guns are black. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Thank you, man. It's really a pleasure. We we could talk for another week with no effort, I'm sure. So um, hold on, and we'll say goodbye in the break here. Okay, you guys, there goes Madge Touré, and I thought that was incredible privilege that we had to talk to him. He said he'll be back soon. And what I liked about, one of the many things I liked about what he was doing that I first saw on Alex's show was he was coming out for uh, Second Amendment-related rights, which, of course, don't come from the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment just recognizes that they come from God and along with all the other rights that aren't even specified in the Constitution that you have, no matter what country you happen to be in. and uh, But he was supporting gun rights combined with empathy and mutual respect and nonviolence and de-escalation and um, conflict resolution and all that. I mean, that's should be obvious, right? But it's so rare these days that it comes across as incredibly brilliant. That's one thing that you probably noticed about living in a time of, uh, you know, I call it part two of idiocracy, basically, is that if you are somewhat coherent and a little bit of common sense, then compared to what you see happening around you, you're a complete genius. And that opens up opportunities for you to keep learning, improving yourself, and then sharing that with other people. And, um, I think Madge DeRay has done a lot of that. He knows a lot of historical background that I don't know. And I enjoy learning from people like that. And he's trying to promote a, a an atmosphere of harmony between people. And I agree that um, self-defense rights and firearms rights are critically important and essential for that to happen. When you've got authorities that want to disarm and enslave and imprison and kill you, that's a really good time not to be disarmed. And it, he's understanding that along with the idea of non, non-violence, really. You don't solve things by preemptive violence. It's just for a true defense. And it serves as a, um, a disincentive for government and other kinds of authorities to come and do things to you. So, I, I would advocate supporting what Madge is doing. Uh, his website that you can go to that he mentioned where everything is that he, that uh, he wants to let you know about is Solutionary, S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-A-R-Y, lifestyle.org. And um, he's got a GoFundMe that he's trying to uh, support as much as he can the firearms training for beginners, especially for beginners. Heavy uh, emphasis on women. You don't have to be black to be trained by them. You just have to be a person who is open to learning how to shoot and how to be safe with firearms. Very essential. And supporting that can be done at GoFundMe.com slash matter. And I, I thought it was a, a brilliant response to Black Lives Matter because Black Lives Matter, as far as I can tell, is for dividing people. It's basically started by communists who have been on, on video saying that they're well-trained Marxists. Um, and if you know anything about communism and Marxism, it's what you deceive the people for if you want to destroy a civilization and a country. And in response to that, you know, which leads to complete hell. Uh, and you can see that, you know, that you can see now that they want to do that to America and to England and to Australia and New Zealand, all the European countries, anywhere where there's still any remnant of freedom, including the African countries and anywhere like that. Um, they want communism and total destruction. And in fact, one of the videos that Madge just did with a really interesting guest on the Black Guns Matter YouTube channel. 
which he's still on YouTube, which is great. Um, he was talking just a few days ago to a, a really brilliant guy. I don't remember what he was named. Um, I got too many notes to look at to find it right now, but you'll you'll see it right away. It's what's going on in South Africa. And um, the guy was, was mentioning, you know, that the people were undergoing all this terrible descent into chaos. And I don't think he fully realized that that's the plan. That's what was supposed to happen. That was the purpose of the fake pandemic and the lockdowns and all that. And it's, I think it's really urgent that this gets understood, that the fake pandemic, the made-up variants and all that is supposed to make you willing to take a, a deadly injection and, and uh, with, with the nonsense that this is going to protect you from disease in some way, and it doesn't do that at all. It's already been shown that people who get the injection, are some are dying right away. Many others are getting sick, and it's being called COVID instead of the result of the injection. People need to be waked up to what's going on with that. So support Madge. And if you want to support us, we have donate buttons at lostartsradio.com and lostartsresearchinstitute.org and subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio. That could keep us longer on the air. We're already dealing with a lot of censorship. And uh, share the links to the shows if you would. And that helps us a lot. <clears throat> if you don't have money to um, help support us, just share the links. And I, I don't want you to give us anything, you know, money-wise if you're struggling for survival. Um, <clears throat> but the main bottom line message, as always, is take care of yourself because you're very significant and you are much more potentially powerful in, in terms of healing the world than you have any idea. Um, so, you know, I just want to see you take good care of yourself, appreciate yourself, stop condemning yourself for things that you think you've done wrong. Just do a self-assessment and just improve it. You know, don't punish yourself. Punishment doesn't do any good at all. It's change, you know, positive change that works better. So um, that's my thoughts on that. And uh, remember that we've got the Saturday live show going on. It's about current events usually, and you're welcome to come to that. It's all free, and the archives are free. And that's 4.30 Pacific time, um, 7.30 Eastern U.S. time every Saturday. And then half an hour after that is the Planetary Healing Club. And if you want to join us there, that's live, interactive. We get into deeper levels of working on all these things. And the idea of the self-assessment and transforming your own life to make yourself stronger to deal with everything else that we're surrounded with right now. Really worthwhile stuff, and you're welcome to come there. That's accessible via planetaryhealingclub.com. Um, otherwise, just, you know, be nice to yourself. Upgrade your own life. It's, it's the most generous thing you could do for the rest of the world. And thanks for being here with us for the show. And uh, let's let everybody know about Madge's work. And uh, we'll have more incredible people coming in the coming weeks for you to learn about uh, some really amazing ones that I'm not going to mention yet for um, purposes of not inviting extra censorship, but they'll be in the announcements on lostartsradio.com. And uh, stay in touch, let us know what you think, and we'll look forward to seeing you here again next time. So have a good week. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on subscribestar.com. Just go to subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today 
to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum, as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.